everybody, welcome back to the show. Uh, today we are continuing our series on breaking into the deck industry with talking about resumes and portfolios. So uh, if you've ever struggled to come up with a template or wondered what to write on your portfolio uh, or your resume, this is the episode for you. Uh, also, if you've ever used Comic Sans, don't do that uh, on either one. So uh, that's, a, that's a freebie before you even get into the episode. Uh, if you want to support us, please go to our website and sign up for our newsletter. You can check out our Patreon and our Teespring store. You can also follow us on Twitter, uh, like, subscribe, all that fun stuff. We appreciate it. Uh, but yeah, hope you enjoy the show, and I'll see you at the end. Welcome to Tech Junior. My name is Lee Work Junior. I'm a backend developer. <laughs> <laughs> you're, gonna, you're supposed to say, and I also have with me. Oh, we, yeah, we I guess we could do that. <laughs> yeah, we haven't done this in a while. <laughs> yeah, I have with me as always, Eddie. Hey, I'm also a backend engineer. Hey, <laughs> front end to backend. Yeah. Uh, does that make us full stack? I, I don't know. I, I guess. I feel full stackish, uh, even though I'm literally not doing that. Um, what about you? Is there any uh, front end stuff with what you're doing now? Um, no, no, not at all. <laughs> it's just pure, pure. Literally, back-end. like in a repo that says back end, and I don't touch anything else. <laughs> the, the the repo literally says back end. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. Uh, yeah, how's it how's it going so far? Uh, considering. You, I don't think you applied to any backend roles outside of this one, right? No, this was the only one, uh, <laughs> and I actually got it, which is kind of funny. Um, for as long as I was looking for something and uh, applied for a bunch of front end, did a bunch of interviewing and whatnot, and then I get the first backend role I applied for it which is kind of it's weird eh, eh. <laughs> things work out um i'm happy where i am though um it's an awesome company all wor- working with you again <laughs> but not yeah on we're same working project. at the same place now so yeah um but not on the same project and uh but yeah it's been it's been great it's only been what uh two and a half almost three weeks now yeah. um yeah looking forward to it learning a lot um have a lot more to learn uh and yeah it's been good and we're talking about resumes today yes so continuing the series breaking into the tech industry or getting a job or whatever you want to call it uh i wrote something on the website and i can't remember what it says but (laughs) today's topic is like the stuff you use to apply with your your application materials so uh that could be resume cover letter um portfolio your indeed profile or linkedin profile yeah. uh, all of that stuff so especially now in the uh the time of covid uh it is doubly important like massively important that all of that stuff is tight uh you cannot have that stuff be lackluster yeah you because, need to stand out somehow right there are a lot of people in the job market right now so uh i've seen it Locally, um, we've got a lot of people applying to jobs. Uh, people that uh, got laid off are also in that mix. So they are mm-hmm. also applying and you're competing against them. 
And so maybe they have, you know, more experience or better experience. And so, you know, I'm sure hiring managers are getting a lot of resumes. Uh, I had to go through some hiring again as well with my current company. So um, got to see who's out there, you know, and interview them. And let me tell you, like when you look at a resume and you're like, you have some negative impressions about people. I don't know about what, what do you think, Eddie? You get the same kind of vibe? Yeah. I mean, also just from uh, the perspective or of someone uh, reading these things, because uh, I've read a few in my in the last company I was with uh, looking for front end engineers. Um, it helps to make it readable because yes. there's I've seen so many resumes where everything's just kind of blocked together. It's all black text, um, very small font and things like that and it just it's so hard to read and i just kind of don't want to read it sometimes yes yes <laughs> i've seen those um so to maybe put like a finer point on it uh a wall of text yeah a wall of a wall of tiny text yeah because <laughs> they uh are either trying to fit it all on one page or they just have like their life story basically smashed into the resume you know there's like no margins on the thing and you yeah. feel like you need a magnifying glass to read it um, don't do that. <laughs> Nobody, no, nobody's going to take 10 minutes to read your resume. Uh, you're, you're probably looking at like 30 seconds to a minute, to be honest. Yeah. You want to make sure um, they can see all the highlighted stuff, whatever you're, you want to highlight anything they're looking for. So yes. you may want to tailor your resume to the company you're applying to. So if, for instance, if they're looking for react developers and you have react experience, you want to make sure that's the easiest thing to find. And um, any details, uh, you know, pertaining to the project that you worked on that involved React, you want to put that in there as well um, and make it really easy for them to want to call you. Yeah. So uh, scannable is the, yeah. the word that I've heard. Yeah. there. You, um, you want like bullet points, not paragraphs. Exactly. Uh, g- give some one or two lines about, you know, I worked in this position. Here's a couple lines about what I did uh, or achievements that I had. And as far as skills, like, like Eddie said, put the stuff that's relevant towards the top. So I like to organize my resume so that the most valuable and scannable information is at the top. So I put, you know, my name obviously at the top and then skills are towards the top, uh, experiences toward the top. And like the further you read, like the more, uh, what's the word? the more bonus info, right? Like, so my yeah. education stuff is towards the bottom. My yeah. projects, like personal projects are towards the bottom. Um, not that that stuff isn't good or important, but it's not as, as important as, Hey, I want to hire somebody and they need to fit these criteria. You want those criteria basically to be the first line items on there so that they can kind of, yep, this person qualifies. Let me continue reading if that makes sense. Yeah. Also, yeah. Um, mine, I think is, pretty much the same i have a lot of color in mine don't, don't let eddie fool you his his resume is freaking fantastic <laughs> it's it's ridiculous <laughs> um i i have color in mine um because i've i was tutoring someone once and they asked me to look at their resume and they were told not to add color to theirs i i told them to add it um because it, it helps break some of that stuff up um also not every Everyone has to do this, but I have a, a little character of myself and my resume as well. So um makes it memorable. Like uh, you're the guy that 
has a little cartoon in there. Um, which yeah, has it come doesn't up have to be super boring. Yeah. Some people have an actual picture of themselves, which also works. Yeah, I threw like um, the Project Codex logo on the top of mine, okay. which is like a, a swirl, you know, just yeah. to add a touch of color. But then the rest of it's just black and white, you know, with uh, some links and stuff on there. So mm-hmm. uh, just breaking it up a little bit. But uh, another thing um, that I see pretty often is in the ordering of skills, I feel like uh, junior developers, especially they want to put like the stuff they're most comfortable in at the top and then like the stuff they're not comfortable with towards the bottom. Don't do that. <laughs> put like the most marketable stuff at the top. Yeah. So I see a lot of like HTML and CSS is the first thing listed. Um, and I, I'm kind of guilty of that myself because I have HTML slash CSS on mine. And this is definitely like kind of getting into the weeds on a minor point, but like put, put something more interesting than that. Uh, put like semantic HTML you know, tell them that you're, you know, not somebody that just knows how to throw some tags on a page, but like what tags to use, you know, and as far as CSS, say like modern CSS layout uh, or put like Flexbox and grid on there. Don't just put CSS. That doesn't really tell them a whole lot. Um, That's good. And again, like, you know, if you're doing front end, React should be the first thing on there. If it's a React job, uh, if they're hiring for like view or something, that should be at the top. Um also, uh, don't get psyched out by, oh, this job is for Vue, but I've only ever used React. Yeah. Um, Eddie, you you picked up Vue recently. Like, how how different is it? Um, it's it's a lot easier to to learn um, than the other two. Uh, I from well, I also learned the other two before I started this. So that's, uh, I mean, from a junior perspective, I think it might be um a little easier to pick up if it's the first framework you're you're using um as opposed to like react and angular especially angular um but yeah to your point i got my last job um as an angular developer with no angular experience um you mean no view experience no no i'm talking about um my oh okay yeah, yeah yeah um and that was an angular developer job and all i ever learned was in the boot camp was react so you can apply for jobs even though you don't have the experience. Yeah, yeah, I did the same thing. So I uh, yeah learned React in bootcamp, then got an Angular job. Had to learn Angular on the job, which was miserable. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I did it. Uh, I did pretty okay with it. Um, and then from there, got a job with Vue. Never had used uh, Vue before. Learned that on the job and did fine. So... Um, don't don't get psyched out by that. Uh, don't yeah. lie necessarily, but like no, never know. lie. Well, yeah, don't lie. You know, don't put like yeah, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I have a lot of view experience. You know, if if you want to put the time in and like learn it and build some stuff with it, great, throw it on your resume. But um, you know, don't don't feel like you have to. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah I have a lot of view experience. Yeah, yeah, I got it. I'm I'm perfect at view. But maybe, uh, maybe don't put it on there if you've only launched like a fifteen minute view tutorial and that was it <laughs> yeah don't do that either the thing with putting extra stuff on the resume and that's another thing i see with a lot of juniors is they just kind of like load it up with as, with as much as they want yeah or as that as they can think of like oh i watched one video i'm gonna put laravel on you know <laughs> um the, you, you're opening yourself up for questions about it so if you put let's say ruby on rails 
and Node on your resume, I may look at your resume and then say, cool, you know both Ruby on Rails and Node. Uh, can you compare and contrast the two for me? And if you can't, that makes you look really bad. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, don't don't put stuff on there that you can't speak to. If, if you're comfortable answering questions about it, then that's fine. So another point on here uh, that I have jotted down, don't use the same template you've used for 30 years. Uh, go, go look at new templates. I think that kind of plays into the color thing a little bit. Yeah. Uh, feel free to spice it up some. Um, there's some good websites out there for resumes. Uh, one that I've looked at is um, zeddy.com. Okay. So you can go on there and uh, at least get an idea for free of what some good templates are. Uh, it is a paid thing if you wanted to use their templates, but you can also go into like Google Docs and make a table and then hide the lines and, you know, make like a two column resume or, you know, play with the layout a little bit if you wanted to. Um, and a lot of people will say, uh, don't do that, like only do a single column and, you know, beware the the ATS or applicant tracking system uh, programs, mm-hmm. like the automated bots that yeah, um, yeah, yeah. that read resumes like, oh, if you use columns, it'll break it. I say to heck with that. Mine is two column. <laughs> yeah, like I've always used a two column resume, but at the same time, I've only ever applied to places where I could like hand my resume in or okay. I'm I'm like directly talking to the recruiter or something. Yeah. It's not uh I'm applying on like Indeed or something and spamming my resume to a bunch of people. Um it's some place where I have like some kind of networking connection that I can apply to. So uh, that's been my strategy and I think it works pretty well. Uh, so maybe you want to do two different resumes or like type your information into indeed and do that. Um, but if you're ever in a situation where you can like email your resume to somebody or hand it to them, it's better to have like a scannable human readable resume. Yeah. That's like visually interesting versus one that's just a brick of text and like top to bottom in one column. Yeah. I just want to say if, uh, if you have any Photoshop or um, Adobe um, Illustrator um, knowledge and you want to download a or get a template from like Theme Forest, that's where I get mine from. Um, or look at pieces of it there and then I, I put I piece something together and make something I like. Um, but yeah, that's another source if you want to look at uh, templates and things like that. Cool. Uh the other thing I would say is if you're a junior developer, it should be a one pager. Um, oh, I'm yeah. assuming as a junior, you have no experience uh, in development. Like mine is still a one pager. Um, I've worked a whole lot of jobs, but none of those jobs that are outside of tech are on my resume. Yeah. Um, and they weren't whenever I started applying. Uh, I just put my projects on there, um, had that take up a bunch of space. I did uh, some tutoring um, before I actually got a full-time job. So I put like the tutoring experience on there. <clears throat> and I just had some white space on there and, and you know, that's okay. Uh, you don't want to put like, uh, I saw a guy, he wanted resume advice and he had um, like three or four different positions and none of them had anything to do with tech. And it was like towards the top and on the left side. So the first thing you read about him is like, 
mission statement. I want to get a developer job experience. I've been a HVAC secretary uh, for a business. I've been a air conditioner repairman. I've, I've worked for FedEx seasonal and it's like, that's just distracting the hiring manager, right? Yeah. They're like, oh, this person has no experience and they just discard it. They don't even read your skills or education or any of that stuff. So, you know, don't, don't do that. Um, You'd put what your like projects up top then, right? If you have no, yeah, yeah, I would put, uh, if you didn't have experience, I would put projects first Yeah, because you know, people want to see that you can do the job. Um, if you're coming out of college, you know, college recruiters specifically, uh, they like to see the education at the top, like, uh, your major and your GPA and that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Um, but if you're not coming out of like a CS degree program, uh, I would not put that at the the very top. So like I have a degree in Japanese language, it's towards the bottom. Um, it's an interesting thing to have on there, but uh, (laughs) I don't, I don't really think it's convinced anyone to hire me. Right. Um, but yeah, projects are, are paramount. Uh, you, you have to have projects. So if your resume has no projects on it, that is bad. Um, got to get something on you got to prove that you can code yeah uh, and the best way to do that is to have projects um doesn't have to be crazy doesn't have to be facebook that you recreated uh <laughs> mace mace Fook or something that you you know put three million hours into uh just make something you know make like gosh i don't know i, I know a guy that he cloned um soundcloud right he, he like rebuilt just the just the home page and some samples on there okay that's cool um yeah just just aped their design gave it a different name and deployed it and it has like a back end that um has the song stored on it like that's cool you know that's interesting yeah um make some kind of front end game or to-do app or make a freaking calculator it doesn't matter just make something <clears throat> if you make something and you can make it polished that's more important than making something uh, novel and like groundbreaking. You, yeah. you don't have to make some million dollar idea for it to be worthy of it being a project. Just make something, but make it well. And that's going to convince people like, Oh yeah, this is, I, I've seen it. Like somebody showed me their calculator and app. I was like, this is a really nice calculator app. It was like a website. You could drag the calculator around and, mm-hmm. um, you know, the functionality was, was on point. Uh, it had like memory functions and stuff like that. So, um, you can go the distance with a simple idea like that. Uh, for me, I have like a to-do app on my portfolio and it's not really that special. You know, I just used, uh, like material components to, to build it, but it looks decent, you know? Yeah. So that's, that's the kind of thing that is going to convince somebody like, okay, this, this person put the effort into it. You know, they made it uh bug free, they made it uh kind of snazzy looking. That's gonna, you know, say a lot to the employer. So you have just once again, you have to have projects on your resume. Cannot leave them off. Mm-hmm. And one... what kind of uh oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Ask me. I was gonna say what kind of projects did you have on yours? <laughs> I brought this up before, but uh, um, or I've spoken about this before. My uh, character um app that I built in Bootcamp. That's oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So I did that. I think 
Uh, it's funny because all these things are broken now. <laughs> um, this the other one was the project two, which was uh, um, I tried to with my group try to build um this game that I I like on Jackbox called uh Drawful. You ever played that? Uh, I don't think I have. It's basically Pictionary. Okay. So, um, but this was like a asynchronous Pictionary. So you would draw, you get prompts, draw pictures, and then save it to your account. And then other users would get random images and try to guess what it is. And there was like a scoring system and things like that. Um, cool. It, it was cool. It was fun. Um, I did all the drawing stuff, which was using like HTML canvas and stuff like that. Um, nice. That was, yeah, it was cool and very complicated. Uh, it cool. was, uh, yeah, it, it was interesting. Like I said, it's all broken now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but you have a job now, so it doesn't Yeah, yeah, so it doesn't much. matter. Um, but I'll work on new things at some point. So, uh, other real quick points for resume. Uh, please don't use Comic Sans. Um, <laughs> yeah don't do that don't just don't <laughs> unless you want to uh, make them laugh and then no like resume in the garbage yeah no <laughs> no absurd colors like don't don't put fuchsia on there or something hey um, you can if you use it yeah but like right. don't make your font fuchsia you oh know no I mean? no like, don't do that okay <laughs> make it uh make it readable uh, if you want to add some kind of like flash to it that's okay but like try not to overdo it because Nobody wants like a party invitation, like a birthday party invitation of a resume. Um, Again, I think you can do it if you do it right. If it's yeah, it's got to be professional. If you're a designer, or at least you have a de- if you have a design background and you can pull it off. I think it depends on the company too. Like if you're yeah, applying to true. like you know enterprise insurance company or something. They yeah, don't want to see your wanna... like flashy resume. Yeah. If you're applying to like startup with a lot of personality on their homepage, like you might get away with it. Yeah. So, uh, other things, no typos, obviously. Um, don't have, have someone like... proofread your, uh, yes, your yes, resume for, for you. Have multiple people do it because I've had like, <laughs> I've had, I've had to have like a couple of people do it and then give me feedback. And then, you know, sometimes people miss things. Yes. So, yeah. Uh, what else was there? Uh, somebody, um, try, try and use like one font. <laughs> somebody saw mine and they were like, this is, and I quote an orgy of fonts. on your Yeah. <laughs> That's so I, uh, design rule. You shouldn't use more than one. Um, well you want to limit it to at least two or three, but you, if you, if you know what you're doing, um, yeah, I think if you have uh, no one font with multiple one, treatments. Yeah. And, like if that. you have bolded text or bigger text or something like it's okay to use one font. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I, Eddie should be doing the, the resume episode. He's got all the print design experience. <laughs> um, yeah. Get, get it proofread. But uh, oh, also clickable links are really nice. So uh, if you follow oh the God. rule of thumb that I've been PDF told, always make it a PDF. Yeah. And then uh, make the links to your stuff clickable. So, um, you know, that it, it's easy whenever they open that PDF, like, oh, they have a GitHub. Let me click it. Boom. Then go to it or LinkedIn. Okay. Yeah. Uh, you want to want them to click on stuff. They, you want them to go check out your projects. You don't want them to see it and then like, okay, here's your project. And, 
oh, you don't have a link to it. I have to go to your GitHub page. I have to like search for your repo. And then I have to like look in the readme to see if there's a deployed link. Don't do that. Just either link to the repo and have that have the live version or, you know, put both links on there or something. Uh, make it easy for them. Remember, they're, they're going to spend like 30 seconds to a minute reading your resume. So don't like I've had to hunt stuff down, but I'm I'm the rare exception to this. So um, most people are just going to look past it. Yeah. On to on to portfolios. Yep. So um, portfolio website, if you're going to be a developer, especially a web developer, it would make sense for you to be the type of person that has your own website. Um, mm-hmm. There is not only an opportunity for you to show off a lot more personality than you could from a resume. Uh, it's going to showcase your, just like your projects, your skills as a developer. Um, so if you can, you know, write your own CSS and use semantic HTML and make it look good. Um, the, that's all going to, you know, go towards your, uh, I guess, earn you some bonus points uh, whenever you're applying. Yeah. Um, also, there, it's okay. a great place for your projects. Uh, what were you going to say, Eddie? I was going to say there are a lot of people that just don't have one. So it's it's, it's impressive to me. How many people don't even have a portfolio? Uh, It doesn't have to be flashy either. You don't have to have like, like if you Google, and I've done this, if you Google developer portfolios, you're going to get the craziest junk that there is. Like (laughs) video games built into it. Like, oh, you can shoot the text on the page and stuff with the spaceship. That's cool. You don't have to do that. It's cool, but like that's, I don't expect a junior developer to have that. Yeah. Uh, Somebody just had a passion for that and they did it you know that's and and if everybody had that then it would be kind of weird but <laughs> it, it can be simple you know mine is super simple yeah uh, mine, mine is just uh my resume basically a picture of me and then links to my um, projects and that was it right yeah mine has like an about me section it's got um my name and my title and links to my projects and like uh, some contact info at the bottom and that's it. You know, you, yeah. you don't need all this other crap on there. Um, just make it look good, make it readable and that's it. And, you know, Google other developer portfolios, look at theme forest or whatever. Um, you know, again, don't, don't think you have to go crazy. If, if you want proof, like look at Evan, you, uh, the guy that wrote you, his website's like a black and white single page. Really? Uh, yeah. So if you, I think his website's evanu.me. Okay. Uh, there's, there's like nothing on it. It's just like, Hey, my name's Evan. I wrote view. Here's a link to <laughs> like the repo and that's it. So, uh, Ryan, what's his last name? Florence. He has a really simple website. Uh, it's like a GeoCities page from the nineties. That's cool. It's, it's just got, you know, his, uh, his name. And like, hey, uh, my name is Ryan Florence and I worked on React Router and this other thing, uh, Reach Router. Um, that's pretty much all that's on there. I mean, these guys are obviously like e-famous for having written these libraries, but yeah, um, you, you just don't need all this stuff on there. Uh, my employer, my past boss told me um if my website looked like, you know, a GeoCities page from the nineties, like he would have instantly hired me. 
So oh, really? you know, some people just are into that kind of thing. So you can absolutely just like make a goofy site that's, you know, gets somebody to chuckle. You know, that's fine. As long as it's not like gross or offensive or anything. Yeah. Um, if you want to like do a mock old school website, go for it. Uh, show off your personality a little bit. That's cool. Uh, don't don't steal a design. Is <laughs> another thing. <laughs> uh, I've seen um, I've seen a lot of people steal my design for really? my website. Yeah, a lot of a lot of my students have stolen my website design, and I'm like, that's okay, wow. but like you should make your own. <laughs> like they tweak it, but you can tell like just get another there's so many templates out there just grab something i I know just you know you make a couple sections on there make it a one pager and you're done you don't have to go nuts but it doesn't have to be in react by the way mine's html and css um oh yeah does not have to be a spa doesn't have to be a video game doesn't have to be crazy animations everywhere although if you want to that's fine um just make sure it works just yeah make make it bug free yeah Make I've sure your freaking seen, links work. <laughs> yeah, I've seen portfolios where like parts of it are broken and like eh, this is right. annoying. So yeah. that that again, that attention to detail is stuff that employers are looking for. Like, hey, can this guy make a website that's not janky? You know, that's important. Make sure you know if you want, like, make sure it looks good on a mobile phone. Maybe they want to open your portfolio. Yeah, on that's phone. a good point. Especially so, if you're a front end uh, developer. Right. Yeah. So that's that's a great like low key flex, you know. Hey, yeah, my my site works on a phone, um, and like people will check. <laughs> that goes for your projects too. Uh, I I always check to see if it looks right on a phone or not, or if it just breaks. So yeah. Um. Aside from portfolio and resume, uh, GitHub heat map. Please make sure that it's not white. That's important, uh, especially yeah. if you're going to link it on your resume or portfolio. Um, if it I think is if white, you're a junior, that's like super, super important. Yeah. That's like an instant disqualifier for a lot of places. Yeah. Uh, especially recruiters. Like they, that's all they look at sometimes like, Oh, is the, is the heat map green? Cool. Uh, is it white? Nope. So if, if you went to like a boot camp and it's green the time you're in the boot camp, and then it just drops off and it's completely white after that, that's bad. <laughs> you don't want that. Yeah. I know um, I've asked a ton of questions just about that when I've seen that in an interview and if they don't have a good reason or like, uh, they can't answer basic questions and that's instant like fail. Right. Um, LinkedIn, have a LinkedIn, uh, make it match your resume. Uh, A lot of places will look at both. And if there's discrepancies, they will basically pass on you because they think you're hiding something or something's incomplete or something to that effect. So, um, make sure that's up to date. Uh, couldn't hurt to actually try and use it for networking. Um, yeah. so, you know, sharing stuff that you build and, uh, following or connecting with people at local companies and stuff like that. Uh, all, all good ideas. So, um, probably a, a like third random X factor thing is like social media. Uh, if you have public social media, make sure it's, tasteful and not like <laughs> you know really out there so if you have um here's here's an example if you're a big right-wing person or left-wing person or whatever and you let's say you have a public facebook that's searchable um if you post a bunch of 
stuff on there. I was going to say crap. If you bunch of, post a bunch of crap on there, <laughs> that's like offensive to maybe not you, but the other side of the political spectrum. Maybe your hiring manager is on that other side of the spectrum um, or the recruiter or whatever. Maybe it's somebody you don't even interact with much beyond the hiring phase. Uh, and that may disqualify. It may just put a bad taste in their mouth. Like, oh, this person's political. Like, we don't want to hire them. Maybe they're going to start trouble or they're going to start like, you know, preaching in the the company chat channels or something. And yeah, so you, you don't want to give that impression. Also, like if you're a big party animal, that might not be a good thing to have on there. Um, yeah, just <laughs> try and make sure that you, uh, you keep a lid on, on that stuff, at least for, you know, when you're in the job search, cause we've, we, when we talked to Javier, uh, I don't know when that was like a month ago. Um, yeah, it was a while ago. <laughs> he said that, you know, he gets on there and he searches all that stuff. So as soon as he gets your application, boom, that's the first thing he does jumps on social media and, and tries to dig up as much dirt as he can on you. So make sure that you have uh, that stuff buttoned up. Mm-hmm. Cool. That's a, it's a good solid 30 minutes of advice. <laughs> <laughs> um, ready for a nerd minute? Yep. Cool, man. What, what do you got? So I finally got a switch. Yes. Which I'm super happy and excited about. It took a very long time to get it. <laughs> so I was like very close to getting it um, from like offer up or not Craigslist, but eBay or something like that. Um, and I just was every morning checking uh, Target, finally found one near me, uh, woke up super early, uh, got there just before Target opened and got one of the three that they had. So since then, um, I've purchased uh, Mario Kart. So trying to start Mario Kart League at the new job, uh, nice. which hopefully happens. Um and I've been playing a lot of Mario Odyssey, which is amazing. And yeah, is it good? Play. Yeah, it's really good. I, I love 3D Mario games, and this is, um, it's, at least for me, it hasn't been as good as a Galaxy, but um, cool. but it is, it's still up there. It's still pretty good. It's a lot of fun. Very nice. Yeah, I uh, also picked up a Switch recently. I, uh, I did the Amazon thing. I somehow... Uh, I don't know I how you for- got that. I signed up for a site. Somebody in a, in our work Slack was like, Hey, if you're looking for a switch, uh, there's this like website scraping service. Oh, really? Um, and I signed up for it and I got an alert like, Hey, actually I take that back when he posted that I looked on Amazon and they were like available. Oh, I was like, Oh, uh, okay, cool. Boom. And I just bought it. So, um, but I did also sign up for the thing. Uh, He said that's how he got his, but okay. Uh, yeah, I didn't have to like run out to the store or anything at seven o'clock in the morning. So that was cool. The the uh, crappy have- part about that is that I did that once the one time before I actually found the switch. And when I got there, they ran out. So, uh, yeah, it sucks. Yeah, I uh, I waited all night at a Best Buy once for a Wii. I did that for the PS2 and the Dreamcast. Nice. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> and I worked at the store where I bought the Dreamcast. <laughs> That's kind of sad that you had to stay there and you freaking work there. Yeah. I mean, I got to go uh, in first, but it was like a midnight thing. Uh, Dreamcast was good. I remember Dreamcast. Yeah. Um, uh, I still have mine somewhere. Yeah. I, I got the Switch, but I haven't opened it yet. So I'll just I'll just throw that confession out there. Open it. <laughs> you need to actually play it. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, my, my Nerd Minute thing, uh, I'm going to throw out building a PC. Uh, I've never done it before. I finally... 
put my man pants on and order all the components. <laughs> it's fun, and right? It, it, it's, it's, yeah, it's, uh, one of my coworkers described it as like building Lego. Yeah. And I guess, I yeah, now it is because it, it's, I don't it's think it's much easier like than it was in the, in the past. Well, like the, com- you have to make sure the components are compatible. So like pcpartpicker.com is, is yeah, good for that. That kind of does it all for you. Um, but yeah, like I've never done it before, so <laughs> there's a lot going on in there. Yeah. But, uh, you know, I watched a couple of YouTube videos of like Linus tech tips, building a PC and, and that sort of thing. Yep. So, um, that was helpful. Uh, I was just terrified of like blowing a component with static electricity for Did you most of my life. buy gloves or one of those wristbands or anything? Like no, that? what I ended up doing was, uh, I installed the power supply early on into the case and then just plugged it into the wall. Uh, okay. So uh, the case was always grounded. So every time I touched something, I touched the case first. Okay. But um, or tried to touch the case while touching, you know, something inside. Yeah. But um, yeah, it was it was terrifying. And then uh, I bought the wrong fans, so I had to wait and like order more fans. How'd you <laughs> buy the up. wrong fans? Well, I, I thought I was buying white LED fans, but I bought white bladed fans. Oh, okay. So I had to pull them out, and then so I have like extra fans if anybody needs them, but. Um, yeah, I bought some, some led fans. Uh, everything is led, uh, nowadays. Yeah. There are a lot of lights in your case. (laughs) Yeah. I like all of the fans are leds. And then uh, I kind of said, heck with it. I'm going to buy led strips. And so I did that too, because the motherboard had headers for it. So, uh, yeah, I went ham on the PC build. It's uh, it's pretty, it's pretty beastly. Yeah. Tell everyone your specs and what kind of card you got. I won't go there. Come on. Ah, it's a screamer. Yeah. Uh, DM me if you want the specs. I'll send you the PC part picker <laughs> list. Hit me up on Twitter or something. I'll let you know. I've got some some pics of the build too. If you if uh, anybody's interested. But yeah, I think yeah, it was, my it was first PC build. I went with like all the lights and stuff too. Everything was red. That's my favorite nice. color. Uh, my case was red. All the lights were red. And I bought an extra strip of lights and put it in the case, and that was red too. Looked pretty awesome. Yeah, everything's like RGB now, so mine like constantly shifts colors. It just okay. does a rainbow thing. Actually, everything on my desk does that. Uh, my keyboard does it. My friggin' mouse pad does it. Yeah. Uh, the mouse does it. Now every light in the computer does it. So uh, it's cool. pretty uh, pretty interesting. But yeah, uh, that's all I got for this one. So uh, yeah, thanks for listening. <laughs> yeah, thanks. Get a job. Get it, yeah. Get a, get a job. <laughs> Thanks for listening to Tech Junior. Head on over to our site at techjunior.dev for show notes and past episodes, and sign up for a newsletter, and follow us on Twitter, and leave a review or something on iTunes. All that stuff is great. Uh, there's also a tab on the website for supporting us. Uh, you can check out our Teespring store, buy a T-shirt go on patreon uh send us like five bucks a month just to keep this thing going uh we promise to spend it on something righteous uh maybe even some swag or something that'd be cool um yeah follow us on twitter uh, at tech junior podcast that's tech jr podcast you can follow me at lee Warwick jr and eddie at ed0 ter0 uh, definitely check out eddie because sometimes he doodles in meetings and posts it to twitter and it's pretty interesting to see what he comes up with uh next week we are still on this friggin' series. Uh, I think it's been going really well so far. And we're going to talk about strategies for applying to jobs. 
So uh, I think everybody just jumps on Indeed or Monster or whatever and just fires off as much resume uh, material as they can to as many companies as possible. Uh, we don't necessarily agree with that. Um, it is a strategy, but I don't think it's the best strategy. So we just dive deep into that on the next episode. So join us next week and catch that. Uh, episodes are supposed to go out on Wednesday, but uh, life has been hectic. So it's uh, currently Thursday and this is going out on a Thursday. So we're shooting for Wednesday. So hopefully that happens. All right. That's, that's all the yammering I'm going to do for this one. Thanks for listening. Appreciate it. And see you next week.